All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live and in color. This is the Refs Roundtable. I'm your host, Mike Killer Kelleher. <laughs> and joining me this week is the one and only Chris Keith. How are Hello. you, sir? How are I'm you? Good. I'm good, man. I am good. Um, you know, just making it through this mess one day at a time. And uh, so is this your, are you social distancing from me over, you know, recordings or what are we doing? What, uh, what are we doing now? Uh, you know, some of the some of the things that have come out of the mouths of guests on this show have been known to make people sick. So um, I am taking necessary precautions and uh, wearing some extra protection. Yes, yes. Okay, understood. Understood. <laughs> I hear you. Well, um, you know, this is this really is the end of uh, WrestleMania season. We um, we had WrestleMania last weekend. And as, as our viewers and listeners will know, we had our Pick'em episode where we went through the whole card. You, me, and Levi McDaniel each picked our winners for the uh, matches. Excuse me. <clears throat> and we're going to go through the results and see who came out on top. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, um, without any further ado... Let's just go ahead and go through this, and we're not going to separate them based on the, the night, Saturday or Sunday. We're just going to go up the card, and uh, we're not going to hit every match, but we'll hit the highlights and lowlights and have a good time. So, um, all right, let's take a look here. Uh, you know, one of the – actually, I think one of the better matches overall was uh, the Women's Tag Championship, Kabuki Warriors and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. What did yeah. you uh, think about that? I mean, I, th I thought it was a great match. I thought that they would deliver uh, going out. And, uh, you know, I think just about any match with Asuka in it is going to be a good match. Um, you know, there's been a few over, over her tenure there that have been questionable, but I don't think that's on her. But I just, you know, I, I felt like it was solid top to bottom. It was a great um tag match it was it flowed it it made sense and you know and i actually picked nikki cross and alexa bliss to win it just for no other reason than a feeling and a hunch that it was time well you know for what you said about um oscar i'm gonna say about alexa bliss because as um corey graves is fond of saying the goddess is uh she's back on top and rightfully so so I, I am so happy Alexa Bliss has a, has a belt around her waist. And uh, now this really gives the Kabuki Warriors somebody who they can feud with, hopefully long term. You don't like Alexa better as a heel, though? I do, but I, I like her anyway. She's like She still has a little bit of heel in her, just a yeah. little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. When she was, when she was full-on heel and just bratty, it was great. When she first came over from SmackDown to Raw, that was, to me, that was when she was at her best. I, I don't disagree. I mean, it took me a while to appreciate her. But then when I go back and look at some of those matches that I, I overlooked, uh, you know, I, I agree. She, she was phenomenal. Absolutely. Hey, well, we agreed on something. Yeah, well, we agreed on, on that point, and we agreed on who would win that match. 
So we, we both picked Alexa, Cross, uh, Alexa and uh, Nikki Cross to win. Unfortunately, Levi did not, so he was in a deficit pretty early. Yeah, yeah uh, it's hard when you're starting out from a hole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, Levi couldn't be here tonight. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But uh, it was, uh, it, I think it's kind of funny how he was unavailable tonight. <laughs> I'll just do that. Hmm. Some, you know what? Some people take take losing pretty hard, and some people aren't very good winners. <laughs> we'll probably know by the end of this uh, show who is what. If we don't, there is a a big problem. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Speaking of big problems, I'm having a really hard time getting past this 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 bandit thing you've got going on. So why don't we? Why don't we rehash something before we really get too deep into this thing and forget about it? Well, I don't know. No, we've got lots to go through. No, no. I feel like we need to do this. And we need to go ahead and do it. Wasn't there a bet that you actually had with Jeff the ref? And it was hair versus hair. Okay? So oh, yeah. to my knowledge, yeah. Jeff didn't really have a big beard. But Jeff had hair. Yeah. You, on the other hand, don't have any hair, but you had a big beard. <sighs> and so the deal was loser shaves. Now, in this scenario that we're we're hashing through tonight, Wrestlemania, yeah. Levi and myself represented Jeff the ref. Yes. And if I'm recalling right, one of the two of us won this thing. All right, you know, look, I don't like to get bogged down in the details. You yeah. know, I, I invited you on the show this week, you know, to, to bring you back on. And and I, uh, wait, what's Nobody going on? Somebody came what? out of this thing as a champion. Come on. Come on. Yeah, somebody came out of, out of this thing as a champion. So, you know if, what? Here's if I'm holding this and you've got something wrapped around your face, I think it's only fitting. Hey, I showed you mine. <laughs> Show me yours. <laughs> uh, you're really going to make me do this. Let's see it, Big Daddy. All right. Hold on. <laughs> you forced me. Just remember, you brought this on yourself, Chris Keith. This may no longer be a, a taped show. We can just call it in. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, wait. Do we have a drum roll? <laughs> Simon Gotch, is that you? Uh, you know, I would like to be referred to as Baron Von Kelleher, please. <laughs> That's awesome. Well played, sir. Well, I'll tell you this much. What Jeff the ref didn't realize is he bet on my beard, not my mustache. That's awesome. Well done. I love it. Very nice. So. Just one more time. Put this big thing over here. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Yeah. You know, honestly, though, I look way better now than I did with my beard. So and this You is, know what? Yeah. It fits. That, that, that really works for you. I like it. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. I like that. You know, I might even go as far as to say that I might have, eh, you know, thrown a couple matches 
just so I could get rid of that beard. It's getting ready to be really warm, and uh, I don't need all that extra weight and, and uh, heat on my face. Yeah, I mean, that that part probably is true, but it's a good thing I'm here and you're there because it's getting deep. <laughs> all right, well, now that you have uh, caused the big reveal, let's, uh, let's go through this and talk a little bit more about WrestleMania. Um, so... Uh, now, we all picked, actually, we all got it wrong, the Elias and Baron Corbin match. That was yeah. a shocker to me. I, you know, it was, it was a pleasant shocker, though. It was a pleasant shocker. I, I would, I would have, I'm glad we weren't betting money, and I'm glad I didn't bet my hair <laughs> on that match. <laughs> because there's nothing that could have made me pick Elias to win that. No, and I really think this is his last chance. Like, if you if you get a push, even as minor or mid-level as this is, winning a match on WrestleMania, I think, is a push in, in a lot of people's eyes. Yeah. And uh, so if, uh, if Elias wins and then Peters stutters and putters down the road, I think he'll be gone. and um, Or at least pulled out of TV, and then maybe repackaged. Yeah, I mean, I, it's almost one of those things where repackaging is interesting. Um, He's got a great gimmick. I was going to say, I don't know what you could repackage him as, because I think they truly felt when this, with the last brand split, and he was a high draft pick for SmackDown. Yeah. I thought, okay, they're going to put a, you know, they're going to strap a little rocket to his back and, and let him take off. Well, I, it just didn't happen. And I don't know if it was a storyline thing. I don't know. I mean, it was just weird. It was like they drafted him as a high draft pick and then somebody fumbled. Somebody fumbled. And I don't, you know, I, you can only in my mind blame creative so far. Because how many coaches have you ever seen hop on the field to play? Mm, I mean, not I many. think Michael not Jordan player coach once, but that's okay. Yeah, most. But it was Michael Jordan. We can't compare the two. I, I'm just playing. <laughs> but I just, I see, I've always seen him personally, like in the intercontinental picture for a while. They've never put him in that picture. But he's that type of performer, and they need – and right now, I think they're struggling with the with the IC title, personally. I don't feel that that specific title has had any real meaning or feeling to it since The Miz had it. That's who I was thinking of. Like, I know um, – I mean, obviously, Sami Zayn has it, and then uh, – which – what? I'm just uh, – no, oh. I'm just – I can't do Sami Zayn. Yeah, me either. And and so that's the thing. Like, you know, he's got it now. And then um, wasn't it uh, Braun Strowman had it before him? Braun lost it to Sammy, which yeah. makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it looked. I think it worked out in uh, in in Braun's favor um, overall. Yeah, because he was originally, I think, going to win the IC title back at Mania. But he had a little something bigger to take care of. Yeah. All right. So, um, you know, one of the lowlights I thought of the whole two days. And I don't know. What, 
my opinion on this is Saturday was nowhere near as good as Sunday was. Um, there was a few good matches on Saturday, but I thought pretty much everything that was on Sunday was a good match. the the one uh, The one thing that I would say is the uh, the Edge and Orton match seemed to take a long time, but they were beating the hell out of each other and doing some crazy spots. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I saw Edge's comment on on it. It was posted on Facebook on something. He had gone on somebody's show. And a lot of fans have been complaining and ripping those guys because of how long it took. I really didn't care, but I'm just saying, like, what else did we have to do? I know. Exactly. I'm just saying, like, I was shocked that that one took they, – they went that long. Yeah. And, um, you know, the it, it was just odd to me that they didn't make it back to the ring. It was kind of, like, my feeling on it. Yeah, it, it was weird. But, I mean, you know what? And I, I kind of made reference to that. Uh, my wife watched WrestleMania with me. and Oh, boy. God bless her. Oh, no. She she likes it, man. She's into it. And so when they didn't come back to the ring, I noticed, too, and I made Can a comment. Can she join us for the pick next time? Huh? Can she join us for the pick next time? Absolutely she can. <laughs> All right. And would do it gladly. All right. Um, but I made a comment to her, the same comment, about how they didn't make it back to the ring. But then when, you, when I stopped and thought about it, there was really no point in making it back to the ring. You didn't have to because it's not like there's a crowd there. No. But um, I, the, the, I thought the most – well, anyway, we'll, we'll get into to that match in a little bit. But, uh, you know, the, the, one of the real lowlights for me on Saturday was the, tag, the Raw tag match, which was supposed to be um, – Miz and Morrison versus, um, I'm sorry, SmackDown Tag Championships. Miz and Morrison and New Day and the Usos. And then I believe that um, Miz was sick or was being quarantined, so they they reduced it to singles match. Yeah, I heard that he was sick. I heard that he was injured. I, I, I don't know why specifically he wasn't there. I, I haven't read anything really since. And there really wasn't a whole lot released about it. Yeah. It's weird. I just, you know, for for what it's worth, I feel like they could have um, just scrapped that match from the card or done something. But, like, to defend the titles with just half of each team seemed kind of odd to me. Make it a non-title match. Make it something. It was weird. It definitely was a little bit weird. Um, because if you remember when we made our picks, I was talking about how exciting the Usos as a team were going to be. And yeah. then, you know, WrestleMania hits and it's Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> like, hold up. What? <laughs> you know, we were all messaging back and forth. It was still a really good match. It just didn't make no. sense to do it for the titles that way. Absolutely. Um, all right, and let's see here. Let's talk about, uh, I don't know, is there a match you want to talk about here from, from either night? I mean, I think the the elephant in the room is the Boneyard match. Yeah, well, yeah, I we think, have to get to that. Let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, let's talk, you know what? Let's, let's hold up on that. Let's, let's talk about Charlotte and Rhea Ripley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Your queen and mine. Do you? I I read a little something on why specifically Charlotte dropped that or uh, Rhea dropped the title. 
I saw a headline, but I don't read any of that stuff. So tell me what it said. I, I've got to do a little more digging, so don't necessarily quote me on it. But right. what I read was that Rhea Ripley had her temporary work visa ran out. And she had to go it's back Australia. to Australia. Yeah. Huh? I was asking if she was from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So she had to go back to Australia. So I read, again, I don't even remember the source, but it was really the only thing I've seen on it. But I actually saw it on two separate outlets uh, that her work visa had expired and she had to go back to Australia. Right. And so that's why she had to drop the title to Charlotte. Well, that would be an interesting angle to say, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm going to, like, let's say Rhea had, had retained. I'll, I'll give you a rematch, Charlotte, but you got to come find me. And yeah. by the way, I'll be in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. It would, I just, the match was great. I, I knew it would be, you know, it was, I mean, from the get, it was a, a really good match. I was really happy with it. Again, that was one of those, when, when you looked at all the matches that we covered and we picked, that was one that you knew was going to be good, no yeah. matter what. But I remember sitting there the other night when Charlotte won, and it for me, it deflated how great the match was. From, mm. Because everything that we said when we were picking, and, you know, uh, Levi and I both were in agreement that it made no sense for Charlotte Flair to win that match. Mm. Now, if the work visa thing is true, okay, fine. I'll, I'll move on and quit, and quit bitching. But, you know, if it's not true and they just had Charlotte, they had Rhea drop it to Charlotte, it, it does nothing for Charlotte. It would have done everything for yeah. Rhea Ripley to win that match. But it does, as it stands, it does absolutely nada. You know, that makes me wonder, like, how, I wonder if it's like a manager or if Rhea does her own stuff. But whose oversight was it in uh, yeah. this, this paperwork? Because that's a big, that has a big impact on. You join the unemployment line with the other 4 million Americans right now, probably. Or he may not be American, who knows? Or it may not even be he. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, I'm just saying, like, that's that's a pretty big, pretty big uh, snafu there. Yeah, somebody dropped the ball on that one. Uh, if if that's true, <clears throat> um, that's huge because with all this pandemic going on and all these things happening right now, who knows when she's going to get back to the United States? Absolutely, I'm surprised she was allowed to go home. Yeah. Um, I would have thought they might have just extended her visa and then told her don't travel. Well, and may, maybe they did something like that. Like I said, I didn't really dig too deep yeah. into yeah. it. Maybe it's one of those things where your temporary work visa runs out right now and you're just not allowed to work. Maybe she's still here. Could be. And she just, but I know that, you know, from what I did read, she won't be on, she obviously wasn't on this week, but she won't be on the upcoming NXT tapings either. Okay. Well, hopefully she's still around and just can't work. So yeah, that would be, that would be awful if we can't get her back anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> because that I think she is, uh, I think she's a surefire star moving forward. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that the, this story is correct. And that's why Charlotte took that title. Yeah. But like I said, I, that was a great match. It was phenomenal. Um, yeah, I think there was a lot of really good things about WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, and that's the, that's the thing, Chris. Every I think a lot of people were going into this being like, oh, God, like this is WrestleMania is already one foot in the grave. Um, you know, how bad is this going to be? And, and honestly, like I thought Sunday alone could have been a standalone Sunday WrestleMania with the crowd and been amazing. Um, you know, obviously they added more matches to try and make up for some of some of the excitement being gone without the the audience this year. But um, I thought Sunday by itself could have been a, a great WrestleMania. And then, um, you know, overall, like even taking in some of the the things that you know I didn't care for on Saturday, I'd still give it like an A minus or a B. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, hey, it, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, Chris. Uh, you know your champion's advantage. Go ahead. Nah, I was just gonna say, like, it had my attention from start to finish. <laughs> it yeah. did. It did. And I mean, there really wasn't. You know, there was a pre-show match each night between six o'clock and seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, but there really wasn't a pre-show. Like, I mean, it was just the show. Um, and I, you know. I was able to get into it without the fans. Without now, obviously, if there had been huge pyro and you know eighty thousand fans, it would have been a little different. And had it been an, an actual WrestleMania, I would have been there. Yeah. So we already had plans to go. Oh wow! Wow! Breaking news on the refs roundtable. Yeah. So you know you you know originally back. A few months back, several months back, UEW was planning on running a show in Tampa on Friday night. Oh! We had had already released the poster. Like, I had the show booked. Wow. Yeah, we had a lot of stuff going on. Is Pledge Gibson going to get a rematch? He, yes, yes. Coming July 11th. No, no, no. No, at the the Mania show, was he going to get a a rematch? Okay. Yes. Yeah, he was going to get his shot uh, down in Tampa. And uh, who knows what could have happened. Who knows? You know, he's got some problems with some other guys right now he's got to deal with come July. <laughs> well, we'll see if we can uh, lend him a hand with that. But, um, you know, I, I, I think really we might as well just go ahead and get into it, man. Let's talk about, as you said, the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the Boneyard match, Taker versus AJ Styles. I did not expect what we got. <laughs> I don't think anybody did. Nobody I think if, 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 if anybody says, oh, yeah, I knew that was coming, and I knew that's how it was going to go down, and no, you didn't. Because yeah. <laughs> even us, like you, uh, Levi, and myself, were talking about, are they going to have, like, uh, 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 a grave site in the performance center somewhere. Yeah. So what did you think about it? Um, you know, I thought it started off good. I was happy with the way it started off, but then um, I didn't like the, uh, 
um, the cloaked the cloaked guys that came out and Taker like they just stood there and Taker just went around in a circle and punched them. Uh, that was pretty bad. And then um, I didn't really care for when Taker like disappeared and then reappeared right behind AJ Styles at full health and you know. I don't know. That, I kind of got charged up when that happened. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little excited. I don't, you know, I might have, you know, I didn't really jump out of my seat, but you, I, I got, I got to the edge of it really quick. Yeah, yeah, maybe one of those. So, uh, I mean, I just, you know, it's one thing to sit up like he used to do, like he would do that sit up, and you know, do his taker thing. That's that's pretty awesome. But it was just weird for that, but. You know, I thought the bump that uh, AJ took off of the top of the barn to the, yeah. um, and but you know, one one little I get nitpicky about stupid stuff. But remember when AJ is on the roof and Taker causes the flames to come up? Yeah, you have the ability to cause flames to shoot up out of the roof. Why not burn the hell out of your opponent? Like, because that's murder. This is this is wrestling. This is, he's the undertaker. He, he, he'll just dig a grave and put him in there. Well, somebody did point out that even after AJ got tossed. Yeah. And then, then the match ended, right? You know, Taker's riding away, throws it up, and the fire blows up, and, you know, the logo pops up. Carl Anderson was still on that roof. <laughs> All right, well, he's gone. Yeah. So we got barbecued Carl. Yeah, because remember, he was on the roof, too. Did you see, like, I saw something, maybe it was on Raw this week, where AJ's hand was coming out of the grave. Yeah. I think yeah, I was, They showed it that night. Oh, did they? I, mean, I might have missed it, but I think the uh, zombie styles would be a great angle. I really do. Thank zombie you. Style. Uh, thank you, Chris Keith. Next, no, but uh, but <laughs> do you do you think though? I don't think so. But there's been a lot of nods and hints and arrows and all these things talking about that was Taker's last match. No, not he's not gonna. <laughs> absolutely so, not. I, I I agree, but especially because they had that documentary after. Mania talking about how he prepares for Mania every year. Yeah, but what was the name of that documentary? Do you remember the name of it? Uh, what was it The Last Ride or something? Like Taker's Last Ride. Yeah. So but, is it a documentary leading up to his last Mania, which was AJ Styles? If he goes out with AJ Styles as his last, that's going to be pretty sad. Yeah. I'd but, like you to know. Jerry Lawler was actually on. I was reading uh, a couple quotes from him. Yeah. On, and he was on somebody's podcast. Um, it wasn't wasn't Refs Roundtable, but I can't remember the name of the show. Well, and you know, I did try and get Jerry the King Lawler when he came to GalaxyCon here in Virginia, yeah. and said, "This is this is breaking news." He said that WWE personalities and superstars are not allowed to do non-WWE podcasts. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a true thing. He wasn't he wasn't blowing smoke. That's a thing. Oh, absolutely. But he made an excellent point 
watching the way that that match was filmed and the way the Boneyard match was done, the way it was put together, it opens the door for a l- actual legitimate Taker Sting matchup at WrestleMania. I love it. Absolutely, I'd be a hun- and yes. <clears throat> Like, I was so bummed when Sting got hurt against Seth Rollins. Like, that was heartbreaking because we waited so long to get Sting in the ring in WWE. And, um, you know, it's just crazy, man. But I hope, I, I think the two of them, final match for both of them, that's the, you can't ask for anything better. Well, but because doing it that way, really eliminates all of the shortcomings that have been caused by age and injury. Absolutely. I think I, I think it took them, I saw, like five hours to film the Boneyard match. Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Oh. So, absolutely, let's do Taker's thing that way. I love it. Well, and, and one of you guys, I think it was you, were, were throwing out the idea that maybe Sting would interject in that match. Yeah. When, uh, hey, when when the cloak guys came out, I was like, "This is it, this is it," and then it didn't. I was like, "Damn it, uh, <sighs> come on!" I wonder if CM Punk was one of those guys in the cloaks. <laughs> uh, that would have been horribly anticlimactic and made no sense. I'm but, just no, I mean, not to come out and like, not that you would ever know it was him. Oh, that he was one of the guys. Yeah, that would be funny if it came the, out that he performed at Mania and nobody knew it. Exactly. Uh, and then, uh, but but let's uh, shoot. I was going to say something about um, crap. We were talking about Taker and oh man, I had something really good. It'll come back to me. But um, you know, overall that match it didn't it didn't uh, end the way I wanted to. So I was upset about that. And then also it was uh, like for the Pickums. And then also, um, you know, I, I just, I, if it sets up Sting versus Taker, I'm for it. Um, but I don't think it's going to set up anything. I think I think that's done. I don't think we get even <laughs> any sort of Taker AJ rematch anywhere. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying, if he had retired, oh, oh, that yeah. him winning allows him to go on. Right. Potentially. So, um, all right. So, um, yeah, I mean, dude, I had such a good point about the taker match. But anyway, whatever. We'll we'll deal with that. It's like your beard. It'll come back. Oh. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to tighten up these curls a little bit. Twist them up. Twist them up there a little bit. You know what else? You know the other match that I think was really good and really hasn't gotten a lot of talk? Let's hear Owens, Owens Rollins. Great match. It was. I mean, it was. <clears throat> I I did not pick that one correctly. Neither did I. I picked Rollins to win just because I. He, let's face it, he's the golden boy. Mm-hmm. He is. And Owens is not. Vince does not like guys who look out of shape. <laughs> and most, uh, a friend of mine once said, every time Kevin Owens walks to the ring, he looks like he just left semi-pro football practice. 
<laughs> well, there is that, but um, yeah, um, but Owens can go. He can flat out go, and I feel like since he had his Universal Title run, he's just gotten a raw deal. He's gotten no real storyline to work with. He's just, you know, he was injured for a while. He left for a little bit, and the giving him the stunner was kind of a big thing. Yes. But what I still, even though Owens wins this match, and it was a phenomenal match, I really enjoyed it. I loved the way it ended, you know, when Rollins won and then they restarted the match. Um, no DQ. Owens jumps off of the WrestleMania sign. I mean, that was crazy. That that was, We were all just, like, blowing up the, the group chat. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's a big dude jumping over. That was a long way. It wasn't like he got up there and jumped straight down. Dude, he had to cover at least, I don't know, what 15 feet out. It was, it was out there. It was out there. 15 feet, I don't know about, but it was it was, it was was definitely out there. It's wrestling. We, we exaggerate. Oh, 25 feet then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, no, I mean, it was a long way. It wasn't like the time when Shane... Uh, jumped off the top of Hell in a Cell. That uh, was straight down. Owens had to literally jump a little distance and and be on target. Absolutely, because you know when he, what is he like two eighty, three hundred pounds? Probably two eighty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you miss, you can really mess somebody up. Yeah. Well, it, if he misses it, it's it's him. He's everything is breaking. Yeah. I mean, because. If you miss, Rollins is still going to be laying on the table. Well, I'm just saying, like, if he – the difference between hitting him, like, here – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Yeah, so – Yeah, no, if he if he screws up and hits him in the face, it's it's all over. But, like I said, I just – I didn't see Owens winning that match. I was really glad that they did, that he did. But I have the question that I took away from that match is, now what? Because well, he's he's had this storyline battle that's spanned several several months now, and it's involved AOP, it's involved yeah. Murphy, it's involved Samoa Joe. Now what? It, it's because so I mean, confusing. Samoa Joe wasn't even involved in Mania at all. Now, is but, it? But he was a huge part of that story. Absolutely. When it was AOP and um, Buddy Murphy. Samoa Joe was in the thick of it, as was the Viking Warriors, yeah. which, um, you know, they were kind of missing in action. I don't know if one of them is hurt. Uh, I know one of the AOP is hurt. So, who knows? But um, I feel like they closed the chapter, but didn't give us the whole story. Well, you know, right now with what's going on with the other, like the singles belts, I don't necessarily see... Seth Rollins going back for like the Universal Championship or the the heavyweight championship. I mean WWE championship. He's uh, got a he's got a thing going right now that is it's one of those stories and personas that is sustainable. Did I lose you? You good? No, I mean, it's one of those stories that is sustainable without a title. Absolutely. It's, uh, it, like I said before, it reminds me of CM Punk and the Straight Edge Society. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is really interesting. And I think, honestly, 
Seth Rollins will be the guy right now who is top tier talent that is pulling people up to the the upper echelon. Because yeah, well, Kevin, and I think that's what they're trying to do with AOP and Murphy. Absolutely. But then even Kevin Owens, like he was like he gets a big pop when he comes back, but he didn't really have a purpose until Seth Rollins came in and kind of latched on and then they they went up. You know what I would really ultimately like to see? Again, this is another one of those I like heel Owens better than I like face. You got it, man. You're seeing it right here. This is what you've always wanted to see. I I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe. All right. Go ahead. All right. You got to let it go further and get the big. Working on it. Get the big circles out there. Twist like Raleigh fingers. Yeah. But I think. I like, I mean, I personally like Owens better as a heel. You know, when he broke in, he was the NXT champion. Then he, you know, took down John Cena as a heel. Mm -hmm. Universal champion. Super heel Owens with Jericho. Ah. So Owens is great as a heel. He's even better as a heel with somebody. Mm -hmm. So... We could make him the next Heyman guy. That would be that would be all right. But you see, the the only issue I have with that is Kevin Owens is good on the mic. Yeah, I think sure. Heyman's big value is doing the talking for his people. Go back. I hear you. I hear you. Go back and watch CM Punk with. Paul I know. Heyman. I knew you were going to go there, and they were a great combo. They yeah, were. There's great. a way to do it, and Paul Heyman knows how to do it. Absolutely. All right, point, point taken. I feel like I'm on uh, what is the ESPN show with Tony Reale oh. where he awards me a point every time I make a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Is it part of the interruption? No, I don't. It's no, because that's Kornheiser and Will Bond. It's anyway. the four. It's the four windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go. Yeah. All right. So um, that being said, let's uh, let's just skip to uh, some of the other matches here. We had, um, you know, Edge and Orton we talked a little bit about. Let's go ahead and just wrap that one up. What would you think of that? I enjoyed it. I do. I did feel like it was a really long match. But it wasn't like it was a long match with not a lot going on. Yeah. And, again, you know, most people that I've heard are bitching, whining, and moaning because it was so long. What else were you doing that night? <laughs> is my that's my question. What else did you have to do? Yeah. yeah. Sit there and eat your pizza and enjoy it. Yeah. Seriously. And you know what? I've said it a hundred times. Be thankful that we had WrestleMania. Yeah. We had Randy Orton versus Edge in 2020. Yeah. So if just, you said that last year, nobody would have believed you. No, let that all sink in. You had Edge. At 100% full go in 2020. We got him back. And he's not going anywhere. The fact that... And I picked Orton to win, if you remember. Oh, I remember because I have it written down. (laughs) Edge winning that match said to me that he is not going anywhere anytime soon. And I love it. I love it. I think he's in better shape now than he was, you know, before he retired. Well... Yeah, I mean, you look at the the wear and tear that his body hasn't had. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I 
I hope they use him in a limited capacity to, um, you know, just on TV and maybe a few house, you know, like, I don't want him they on a... won't be able to resist slapping a title on him at some point. That's... I, I'll give it within a year. Well... He, he will have... He'll either have the WWE title or Universal. It won't be an Intercontinental. It won't be a U.S. It won't be... It might be a tag, tag championship. Well, I was going to say, what if his buddy comes back and... Hey, Christian... Uh, yeah. That would be cool. I, I think the bulk of the nostalgia is for Edge, though. I don't. Well, what I would like to see if I was booking that match is they, they're pot, they're just blowing up. They come to the ring together, and then uh, maybe even they win their match against whoever, and then Edge just totally smashes him and turns on him. Yeah, I mean – I'd be, I would be okay with it. I don't know what Christian has left in the tank, though. Because I don't, I mean, you look at Edge, and, dude, he put heart, soul, and everything in it. It's not to say Christian wouldn't, but, like, Edge sold out for this thing, man, and it paid off. I think, going back to the Rumble, I said yep. this the other night, too. Oh, boy. Uh, I think Edge's return at the Rumble was the greatest return of all time. All right, all right, uh, all right. That's that's a big one. I know that's, that's a huge big, statement. That's the, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I racked my brain and I could not come up with one that was better. If you just watch, you know, the reactions of people because it truly caught people off guard. There were some rumors, but he did such a great job of shooting all that down. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, there he is. Like, I lost my mind that night. I did. Like, I was, it, it was 10 years ago for me again. And, like, it was cool. And just watching the reactions of the fans. And then you see the videos of all the fans in different bars around the world that were watching uh, when, yeah. he, when he popped, when Edge came out. Everybody lost their ever-loving mind. Yeah. So, to me, that, to me, that was the greatest return of all time. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna um, leave it at that for now. I, I I'm pressed to come up with a better one off the top of my head in the moment. If I come up with a, a suitable one, I'll bring it up on the next roundtable. But for now, all right, it's the best. Cool. I'll take it. All right. So, um, all right. Let's just let's just get into this, man. Um, we've got the Firefly Funhouse match. Uh. Oh, boy. So that's what you thought of it. Okay. Well, well go ahead. I, that's not really what I thought about it, but go ahead. All right. Let's, all right. let's start this over again. So, Chris, we've got the Firefly Funhouse match, my friend. Uh, what are your thoughts? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, as I was watching it, that was how I was feeling. Yeah. I was like, what? I'm going to steal a line from The Rock. What in the blue hell are we watching right now? And it took me maybe until after Mania was over mm -hmm. to really think about what I saw and what I watched. And when you really, because you've got to think about it. Yeah. you got to think your way through that one. And I just wasn't, 
I wasn't in that mindset to to think my way through that. And it was cool because they, they just basically used all of Cena's failures in each of those little segments. They revisited all the failures, even his bodybuilding failures. Um, they used the fact that he never turned heel. You know? And it was just the ruthless aggression thing was weird a little bit. Yeah. Because it looked like JBL dressed up as John Cena for Halloween. <laughs> That's what it looked like. But and I, it was, like I said, I had to really, really, really think about it. And it was just kind of cool. It was almost like Cena said goodbye in a way. And I think he is more likely to actually retire after this than Taker is. Well, I want to thank you for your perspective on this. Um, Sorry, let me ask you, let me clarify. Are you saying you liked the match or didn't like? Overall, a week almost after WrestleMania, what are you saying it was a good match or a bad match? I'm saying it was not a match. Okay. I, that that was not a wrestling match. That was like one long vignette leading to something, and then we didn't get it. But I don't think it was. It wasn't a match because Bray Wyatt was his own referee. Yeah. I, I mean, just that's. I mean, I get it. I I get the whole funhouse thing, but. I don't think we can classify that as a match. You know what? If if we can call rolling around in a, a boneyard a match, um, throwing people off of uh, barns and almost setting people on fire, then... Yeah, but that was more of a match. That actually was a legitimate... I'm just playing. It was but like look, a no-holds-barred, no-DQ match. You know what? This is the kind of match, though, Chris Keith, with the ultimate stakes... Because, you know, you get hurt physically, you can go to the doctor, you can have surgery, you can do things to heal. But when you, when you have your, psycho, your, your psyche, your, your sanity totally destroyed, what then? That's where this match was fought, was in the, in the hearts and minds of John Cena and Bray Wyatt, and I, I get I, that, but I still just don't classify it as a match. Though. Well, you can you can choose to classify it or not. Class, I do classify it as a match. I thought it was an amazing um, way to tell the whole story in one match because because that whole the lead up was was really fragmented you know when they would do the firefly funhouse on smackdown every week or whatever it was it was kind of disjointed but being able to just go uninterrupted for i don't know 10 minutes or so it really it hit me like this this was actually they could have dropped the ball so many times with this angle in that that uh vignette if you will <laughs> but they didn't like even I mean, just just all those memories and those, like seeing the Saturday night main event. Are you okay over there, buddy? 
Yeah, man. Had to uh, charge the phone up. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't know if you were going in the house or not. Cause it's, it's... <laughs> no. Okay. Well, um, all that to say, man, I just – I really enjoyed the match. And I hate Bray Wyatt. So, like, for me, Jeff the Ref was probably smiling ear to ear watching that and knowing that, that I actually enjoyed a Bray Wyatt match. So – uh, yeah, and that's a huge statement I know coming from you. It is. But I now, know that you don't, but... Here's the thing. I want to say this real quick. Where I see this going, if I was booking it, is Cena has now had his mind disrupted and a seed planted by Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> and how that seed germinates and grows and affects... John Cena moving forward and his super limited, you know, once or, you know, like, I don't know. I would like to see him for like some reason, some short period of time being controlled by Bray Wyatt or something and then coming back, getting his sanity and going over on Bray Wyatt and then riding off for a while. And see, that's the thing though with Cena, he's not going to be around for a long period of time. Nope. He's, even, not, he's not even going to be back for a moderate period of time. So I don't – I'm with you. I hear what you're saying. I would love to see it go somewhere. Like, and maybe, you know, if he was going to be around for a little bit, maybe we get that heel Cena that we've never gotten or a hint of it. I don't know. It's just <clears throat> I, I just can't – I'm having a hard time qualifying that as a match. Okay. I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying I'm having a hard time qualifying it as much. Fair enough. I'll give you a little bit of time to be able to accept it. That's okay. Yeah, uh, I think I need to go back and watch it at least two more times to really be like, okay, all right, I get it. You know, actually, that sounds like not a bad idea at all. Like, I want to watch it again. Because I think if you go back and watch it again, if you just watched it li you know, live that night, that... You missed some things. I probably missed some things. Like I said, I, I honestly was sitting there thinking, what in the hell is going on right now for the first five minutes? Yeah. Then I started kind of getting it a little bit and realizing what was going on. And then I still, the match ended. Wyatt wins. Cena just goes, disappears. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking, the hell was that? Oh. I remembered one of the things I was going to say earlier. Breaking, well, I don't know if it's breaking news. I don't know if it's true or not, but I had it on very good authority that each match was filmed with three different endings. So heel one, face one, and then a snaz. Okay. Um, and the reason they did that is because, and this makes sense, they had to pre-tape WrestleMania and they didn't want to get the spoilers out there. So basically what, what, how I understand it is right before a broadcast, McMahon said, these are the, the endings I want you to show. And they put it out. There would be no time for anybody to spoil it. That's actually really cool. That's one of the good things about taping instead of live. You know, yeah. you can, you can do those things just like that film, two, three, four different endings. Can you imagine 
like that Orton and Edge match having to be finished three different ways, three times. Yeah. Or um, I don't know, like the like the Kevin Owens match. Like, can you imagine having to do that one a few times? Hopefully, he only jumped off the sign once. Yeah. <laughs> so all I'm saying is, if that's true, that was genius because that's what they had to do. I do think, honestly, though, some of these were probably not the endings that I would have liked to have seen. So, like, the way they, whichever ones were picked, most of them I think they did a really good job on, even if I got the pick wrong. But there was a few that I was like, I really think they should have. Well, I mean, like we talked about, Elias and Baron Corbin. But um... I'm glad Elias won. And again, back just real quick, I really, really hope that that leads to him getting some kind of push other than just, you know, just uh, being a jobber. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need another Brooklyn brawler. No, <laughs> but that's kind of where he's at right now. That's the status he's got right now. That's a name uh, a lot of folks, the younger folks, may not recognize. But if you go back and watch WWF all the way through, probably to like the early to mid-90s, Brooklyn Brawler was was the guy. He never won matches, but he always put everybody over, and um, he was a solid performer. But he made a hell of a career out of losing. That's right. So, all right. Um, now let's let's go ahead and uh, you know, in the interest of time, let's talk about uh, Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. Uh, um, I got that one wrong, buddy. I did. You know, it's funny. We're, we're covering a lot of matches that I got wrong, yet I still have a title. Just saying. Just thought I'd throw it out there real fast. And you have no facial hair. Hey, uh, hey, Icarus, don't fly too close to the sun, okay? <laughs> I, it, uh, I picked Shayna, and so did. I, I went with what I thought was an obvious pick on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I tried not to overthink it. Thought I'd go with an obvious pick. I didn't see Becky going through that. Because, you know what, I'm, here's something. It's kind of like what I said about Kevin Owens. As long as Becky has had the title, mm -hmm. I think Becky was more over when she was chasing the title. You know, like when Charlotte had it or Sasha? Yeah, Charlotte, Ronda, anybody but Becky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, when the, the man was, was born. Yeah. I think she was more over leading up to WrestleMania of last year, leading up to 35. I think she, I was there. I was in, I was in that stadium when she won it and the place went absolutely nuts. And like, she was at the height at that point. And then I think, I don't think she's dropped very far, mm -hmm. but she's definitely less over now. Yeah. What do you think fans like? They like to see variety from time to time. Yeah. You know, we're, we live in an instant gratification society now where, you know, people get bored with Becky having that title for over 400 days. Well, let's also <clears throat> say you, you, you mentioned it, and I'm going to take it a little different direction. Her shtick isn't changing at all. 
No, it's the same thing. It's, it's the, the same, same exact thing. She needs to do a little freshening up, and maybe now that Mania's over, maybe we'll get a little something different out of her. I think if we don't get anything different <coughs> character-wise, she needs to lose. I think she needs to lose, and I'm not saying she did. She needs to lose straight up. You know, if she loses clean, I think you hurt you hurt her a little bit. Fair enough. <clears throat> but who came back Monday night where you could stoke one? You could revive a storyline. I was going to bring this. It's like you're a mind reader, Chris Keith. Um, <laughs> and you know, honestly, how big of a pop would it have been? If she had just come back one night earlier in the match, uh, we're talking about Nia Jax here, people. Yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, having Tamina in that match was, um, I mean, it didn't really do anything. Well, but see, Eve, if you, it, it was fine to have her in that match because if, if Nia goes to that match, she doesn't cross paths with Becky. That was SmackDown. Uh, yeah, but um, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I get it. I, I get but it. if you think about the Raw landscape right now, other than Baszler, really, who else do you got? Yeah, I I guess my point was maybe they just shouldn't have had Tamina in the match. Like, putting Tamina, who you never see, always gets hurt, yada, yada. Putting her in that match was a real shocker to begin with. But, it could have uh, just been a fatal four-way, and nobody would have ever known the difference. Nobody would have known. And then, uh, yeah. So, I still think Becky Lynch's chunk that was removed from the back of her neck, yeah, right there, right there. Um, I still think that that whole angle was really, really uh, weak. And I don't awesome. know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if Nia Jax and Becky Lynch get into a little tussle, I think that could be kind of cool. I, I just I don't think we've seen the last of Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch. I, oh. think, I think they're going to milk that thing until – and this is where I'm, I'm trying to be very careful. Oh, boy. On the line of criticism because I get it, but I feel like sometimes – especially in WWE, they grab a storyline that's a good one, and then they do it, 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 and if there's a title involved, it doesn't change hands until it's extremely obvious that it's changing hands and nobody cares. You know? They just run it into the ground. Like, throw one in on us on a Monday night or something. Yeah, I'd take and that. Because, no, let's face it, today... In today's wrestling world, in WWE, you don't expect big things like that to happen on Mondays or Fridays. Which is, you know, kind of a shame because, you know, I remember back uh, watching NWA or WCW and even some some, um, other promotions. I'll just say, like, there was at least a chance that you'd see titles changing hands. <clears throat> well, you remember when Goldberg won his first world championship? It was on Nitro. He beat Hogan on Nitro. Oh, I see. I, yeah. I've totally forgotten that. Yep, he beat Hogan in Atlanta on I, Nitro. I remember the match, but I thought that was on a pay-per-view. So. No, he got him on Monday night. 
Okay. And, you know, it's it's cool when, you know, even right now, every now and then the tag titles will change hands on Mondays yeah. or Fridays. And every now and then, rarely, you'll see the IC title change hands. Yeah. I, t- I don't remember the last time a, you know, the, a top title, whether it be Universal, whether it be um, WWE or the women's title, changed hands on a Monday or a Friday. And I'm not, it, it could have been a month ago. It wasn't, but, and I just don't remember. <laughs> Especially the WWE title, because it hasn't even been defended on a Monday night in years. Yeah. Well, with Brock, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't wrestle on Mondays. Yeah, I mean. So, yeah, like I said, I just, I don't think we've seen the last of Becky and Shayna. And at some point, excuse me, at some point, probably when nobody really cares anymore, Shayna's going to win the title. Mm. I think in order to keep it exciting and new and fresh, Shayna needs to win that title within the next one to two months. Okay. That's what I say. And I'll give it one to two months, and that's fair with everything that's going Shana, on. Shayna, you've got one to you got sixty days, Shayna, to get this strap around your waist. Yeah. Else Chris Keith is coming after you. Let's see. Let's see. What is this? April, May, June. We'll give her till end of May, June. That'd be cool. If she wins this thing in July, August, or September, nobody's going to care at that point. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. And that's the bottom line, because Chris Keith said so. Hey, I tell you what, come to think about it, May 10th, we've got Money in the Bank coming up. Nia Jax can win Money in the Bank. Hey. And there's your swerve. I'll take that. Yeah, I'll be. I'm all, Didn't she win Money in the Bank before? I think so. Actually, it was either her or Alexa won it when they were when they were buddies. Oh, I don't my. know. I don't have to look it up. You know what? Let's keep talking. I'll look. I've got my computer. I'll, I'll look okay. Talking. All right. So uh, last few matches here. You know, we skipped over a few, but um, let's talk about Goldberg versus Braun Strowman. The monster among men. What did you think about that match, Chris Keith? Uh, again, it was the... I said this to our group chat uh, the other night. Do you remember what I said? And if you go back and you can... This is verifiable. And you can check me on it. It was the same exact match that Lesnar had with Rollins at WrestleMania 35. Yeah. <laughs> Rollins came out at WrestleMania 35. The only This is the only part that was different. Rollins comes out. There was the first match of the night. Lesnar's in the ring. Rollins comes out. Lesnar gets him before he gets in the ring and just destroys him before he ever gets in the ring. Yep. He finally gets in the ring. Lesnar, flex, suplex, F5, 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 F5. Uh, Rollins somehow stumbles and hits the ref. Ref's not looking. Hits him with a low blow from behind. That's his window. Three, three, get it, three stomps. Lesnar sells out, matches over. Yeah, one, two, three. 
matches over. Fast forward one year, and oh wait a minute, I skipped matches. I'm on yeah, Lesnar. I was going to say like that's all good, but none of the. I'm sorry, I completely skipped matches. <laughs> you, can you tell what match I felt strongest about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was really curious to see how you were going to bridge this into. The, uh, <laughs> I wasn't. I just kind of got carried away and got lost there. <laughs> anyway, let's. I digress. Let's go back to uh, Goldberg Strowman. But to that point, like most of Goldberg's matches, you know, kind of went this way as well. You know, it's finisher, 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 and just see who comes out on top. Yeah. So. I mean, that's really what it was. I don't think there was any real mystery. I don't think there was anything magical about that match. I hate it. And I hate that for Braun Strowman. Mm -hmm. I hate the fact that everybody's like, eh, cool. You know, at least Goldberg doesn't have it. Yeah, that's kind of a bad way to look like I'm just the guy that took took it off of Goldberg. Not that people wanted me to have it anyway. Right. But I, I'm happy. Like, I, I really think Braun Strowman, with his size and strength, he he's a legitimate heavyweight champ. Like, you know, he can he can go up against anybody, and it looks it would be a formidable opponent for anybody. Yeah. So, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm I'm happy for him. Like, I I like Braun Strowman. I think he's a good dude. I think I think he had some backstage issues early on, and that has held him back. His head got and, a little big. What's that? His head got a little big. Yep, it did. And, you know, there were some times where he showed up late to events and, you know, he complained. He had a lot of heat on him in the back. But ultimately, I'm I'm happy for him. And, you know, I'm glad to see him with it. I'm glad to see somebody new with it. Absolutely. If Roman you know, had won it again, I would have rioted. Well, I mean, I would have been okay. I mean, the ending was going to be the same. Yeah. It didn't matter if Roman was in there, and it didn't matter if Braun Strowman was in there. We already knew who was going to win it, and we knew it wasn't Bill Goldberg. <laughs> right. <clears throat> you know, I just, again, I, and I hate that aspect of it for, for Braun Strowman. I feel like he deserved better. He deserved more. But what we might get, we might get to see the Roman Reigns Braun Strowman rivalry kind of refueled now with actually something on the line. Yeah. Because if you look back on that at the time, it was one of those feuds that was getting old. It was one of those feuds that I was like, again, again. Yeah. Every Monday night or every Friday night, whatever it was, it was the same thing. But when you look back on it, that was a really good feud. You had a heel Braun Strowman. Yeah. Who truly was was acting like a monster. Oh yeah. You know? And then just when he when he was no longer heel and he was face, like he doesn't come off monsterish anymore. Yeah. And it's, you know, they almost in my mind destroyed Braun Strowman when he won the tag titles with Nicholas. The 10-year-old at WrestleMania. Uh, 
<laughs> well, when he won the tag titles with the production guy's kid. Yeah. I forgot about that, but you know, I really liked. I thought that was cute, but it, it doesn't fit with the monster persona. Uh, you, you know, you if you do that angle and you put those titles on that kid with like our truth. Yeah. Okay. Nobody. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I don't think that that did Strowman any favors. It didn't do the tag titles any favors. Oh. But eh, you know, it is what it is. I hope that they make something out of this. And he's not a transitional champion just until Roman comes back. Yeah. I, I, I'm I right there with you. I think that he should be given a chance. He's got the ball. Let him run with it and see how he does. Let's see what he does. I mean, he's over. Fans love him. Yeah. Let's see what you get. You've either got to have a, a title on a face that the fans love, or you've got to have that title on a, on a heel that the fans hate. Yes. If there's any eh, waffling in between, other than John Cena, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. You know, take him out of that equation. It's either got to be somebody that the fans despise or Brock Lesnar, or it's got to be on a face that everybody loves. And I think you're good there right now. So let, we'll see. Okay. Um, all right. Last match. We've got, or the last match we're going to talk about tonight. Do you know who we're talking about? Do you have any any idea who we're talking about here? Hmm. What match is this? I don't. What What are we doing? Who is it? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Drew McIntyre. Wait, wait, wait. Brock and who? Drew McIntyre. Uh, Not Seth Rollins. But. Because I swear I've seen that match somewhere before. <laughs> yeah, I wish you hadn't shot. I wish you hadn't botched that. And, and I mean, I was. <laughs> I know, man. I kind of lost my steam on that one. But <laughs> seriously, though, let's see if I can get it back. All right. It was the same exact match. Again, you I challenge you. Argument. I challenge anyone who watches this. Go to WrestleMania 35. It's the first match of the night. Watch it. All right? Once he gets Rollins in the ring after beating him down and the bell finally rings, it's suplex, 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 suplex. Four or five F5s, maybe some, somewhere between three and yeah. five F5s. Yeah. Rollins finds a window, hits him in the nuts from behind. All right? And then as Brock has been over, you know, as most any man would, yeah. Apparently, beasts get injured there too. Yeah. It was stomp, 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 pin. One, two, three, done. Now, fast forward, fast forward to this year. McIntyre's in the ring. He doesn't get jumped outside the ring like Rollins did. Lesnar's in the ring with him. You know, they do a couple things, and then all of a sudden, some suplexes happen. Uh, again, three to five F5s happen. Mm -hmm. Can't remember specifically. Oh, wait, no, no, there was a Claymore early. It was Claymore early. Yeah. And then suplexes, F5s. Can't remember specifically how Drew got back on the offense. But then it was three Claymores, and guess what? We have a new champion. 
Dude, it was the exact same match. You know, you make a compelling argument. They were at least very similar, if nothing else. Extremely similar. It's, um, it's verifiable. It's the same match. The finisher from the, the new champion was just different. No, I get it, man. I get it. I'm just saying, like, you know, I um, I get it. So, and, But, you know, at the same time, I didn't expect this to be a long match anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think if you went into this expecting this to be a 20-minute epic battle for the WWE Championship, you were going to be disappointed from Jump Street. Yeah, what was it, about 10 minutes? Like 5 to 10 minutes? Yeah, yeah. It was single-digit minutes. I don't know specifically, but yeah. like I said, if you went into this expecting it to, again, be an epic battle for the WWE Championship, then you weren't going to like it when it ended because it was going to end. It was going to be fast, furious, quick, and done. And that's what it was. Yeah. But, you know, for what it was, I was really happy to see Drew McIntyre win that title. Uh, You know, I have to say I was – I'm happy to see it as well. I'm not the biggest Drew McIntyre fan, but – and I especially don't like face Drew McIntyre. Like, I think – some of his uh, shtick is is really uh, it just it's just annoying more than anything the way he panders. Um, but anyway, I'm happy that the belt is on somebody who will be on TV week in and week out. And like you said, maybe we'll get a chance to at least see it defended, even if it doesn't change hands. Yeah, just defend maybe it. Just defend it. So I agree. You know, what you were saying real quick about McIntyre's character and the pandering, I'm with you. I'm with you. But I think a lot of that, because he didn't really do that before the Rumble. No. I think a lot of that was dictated because when he won the Rumble, his reaction. Yeah. It was genuine reaction, though. Like, just that, that overwhelming feeling. You saw him crying and. Yeah. I think the fans just latched on, and he was instantly – I mean, he was always going to be the face in this match against Lesnar anyway. Mm-hmm. But I think what we the, – the character direction that we ended up getting was dominantly dictated by the fan reaction from the Rumble. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm just saying hopefully now that Mania is over – he can kind of turn that dial back a little bit and then just focus more on kicking people in the face. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have to be a full-blown heel. Like, you can be a face and still be a, be an asshole. Absolutely. I'm on board with that. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, we've gone through the card overall. It sounds like we both really enjoyed WrestleMania. Yeah, I did. And I think a lot of people did as well. Um do you have any closing thoughts about WrestleMania that you want to put out there for the, the universe to hear? Um, no, I mean, I guess really not much more than what we said. It was, I thought it was very entertaining. You know, I appreciated it for what it was. You know, I would still, overall, I would still give the show around an 8. 8 out of 10. Okay. I'd give it an 8 out of 10 well, overall. Um, again, yeah. Did I miss 80,000 screaming? Did I miss pyro explosions? 
just that energy that that brings. Yeah, yeah, I did miss it. But I don't watch wrestling to see what the fans are doing. I watch wrestling for wrestling. I want to see. I don't. I don't. I don't pay to go to a wrestling match and watch what the fans are doing. I'll I'll go with you to a certain point on that. I do think that it's no shocker that a big part of the song and dance of wrestling is the crowd and the crowd's reaction. And like psychologically on a subliminal or or a subconscious level, having those people there, the signs, the the reactions, everything that goes into having the crowd in in the in the arena, it it adds it's like the uh the 15th club in your bag or it's the you know sixth man on the on the court it's 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 just it's just part of the deal that that you know anyway yeah but i mean i guess what i was getting at was you know you, there's so many things that you see out there right now and what i was getting at are the people talking about how much it's the show sucked because no fans were there Oh, no. That's, that's, that's more, I'm clarify that. That's where I was going. Okay. Is, you know, the show was phenomenal. If you put that show on in front of 80,000 people, you got a whole new, you know, it's a, it was a great show. Yeah. It probably, it could have been, had it been in a normal circumstance, one of the best manias. It could have been. I'm not saying it was. But it could have been because, you know, when you do have that crowd, what you get is genuine, spontaneous reaction from the people in the ring, the performers, the talent, reacting to what the crowd is doing. Absolutely. So there, there was no way to have that. Yeah. So, like I said, if you take what we got and you put that last year or any other year when you got – the fans there, you've got the explosions and all, you know, the, the real WrestleMania, you know, set, then it's probably, it probably would have been one of the better ones. Well, you know, and let's not gloss over the fact that the road to WrestleMania definitely added a lot of excitement it to did. the proceedings. So, um, you know, I'm hearing from all over the world, fans have been listening and have been really enjoying Okay. Sorry, now. I'm just scratching. Oh. Yeah. I had to stretch. I'm sorry. Well, Chris Keith, I'm just going to – yeah, look. So, everybody, here's here's the final standings. Um, out of the 15 matches, Chris – well, I'll start with myself, okay? Uh, I got six out of 15. Not my best night at all. I do. Uh, I do plan on on doing better next time. Levi, who was actually in the lead until the last couple matches, and Chris came on strong at the end and actually won it with the Drew McIntyre Brock Lesnar match. Yes, yes. Thank you. You know, hey, since you got that that strap there, um, you know Goldberg just lost his belt. Maybe you can get him to come to UEW and and uh, make a run. I don't think he could handle Damian Wayne, to be honest with you. You know what? That's a fair point. I, I think he can handle him. Hell of a match. Hell of a match. So, um, I'll just say this, man. Like, um, you did a great job. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the props that you deserve. 
Um, the ref is by proxy 2-0. and And um, I am going to do my best with the next uh, pay-per-view to try and get, get this uh, ship turned around. But you were absolutely great. You and Levi did a great job. Um, you know, I just can't thank you guys enough. And uh, we'll have to do this again. Absolutely, man. Well, you know what? Thank you. I'll speak for Levi because I know he had a good time. Um, for yeah, for way, having us, huh? We didn't even talk. We met, you know, Levi, we said he couldn't be here, but I have it on good authority that Levi McDaniel was actually just too afraid to come on the ref's roundtable and admit that he got beat in the, the home stretch of WrestleMania. He did, man. So, you know what? A lot of wrestling, a, a huge part of wrestling is stamina. And you've got to have enough of it to make it to the end, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm just hoping that um, he can look himself in the mirror one day and just accept what's happened and move on and try and rebuild. That's what I'm doing. I mean, look I'll at it, you know, if you guys run out of mirror space, you can look at the reflection of my belt, my championship. You can borrow it if you need to for that. Yeah. Chris, I'm going to take great pleasure in winning that belt off of you in the near future. So good job, my friend. Enjoy it while you can. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, do, do you uh, want to plug anything before we uh, call it? I will t just let everybody know we at UEW, United Elite Wrestling, are getting ready for July. July 11 is the next scheduled show. And it, the way things look, it might be if we get to, if we get to do it, mm -hmm. um, it looks like it will be one of the very first indie shows in the area that runs. Okay. For quite some time. So we have a flat out banger of a show planned already. So July 11 in Richmond, Virginia. Um, you know, we haven't even put flyers out. We don't have real information out yet. All yeah. that's soon to come. But July 11 is what everybody needs to be looking forward to. 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven. <laughs> well, um, I'm I'm looking forward to that, my friend. Uh, I uh, I think everybody that would be well served to go on the UEW Facebook page and and watch some of the matches that you've been posting. They're absolutely great matches, and uh, I'm so happy for for you and the boys and the girls. Uh, just keep up the great work. Uh, we we appreciate it, man, and, and we plan on it. Um. So. For all of the people, all the millions and millions of people supporting Mike Killer Kelleher, don't worry, I will avenge this loss, and Chris Keith will be, uh, we'll, we'll come up with a good bet here for, for the next Careful, one. Careful, man, you don't have a lot more to shave. Hey, you know what, Chris, you just, you just, you, you just enjoy this, okay? I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, enjoy it while you can, buddy. Yeah. But, uh, I will. Uh, I will just say this: uh, we're we're going to do a refs roundtable next week. Everybody, uh, it'll be back to regular programming. The road to WrestleMania is done for now, but um, this has been a, a a real fun thing for us to do, and we appreciate everybody watching and listening. 
Uh, everybody taking a chance to watch the Refs Roundtable and watch Wrestling with the Future. Um, if you haven't, I don't. I mean, most people know about Wrestling with the Future, but if you if you don't, please go watch Wrestling with the Future. It's the the podcast that uh, Angelo DiCipio, uh he runs it, and I'm on there quite a bit as his co-host. Uh, we had. Uh, Bruiser Brody's wife on a few weeks ago, and um, we we had an amazing conversation with her. And uh, oddly enough, we did not talk about the death of Bruiser Brody once, and it was absolutely uh, an amazing conversation. Um, we have uh, Leaping Lanny Poffo coming up on the wow. show. Uh, yeah, Macho Man's brother. And we will not be talking about Macho Man, Lex Luger, or Miss Elizabeth at all. That's um, huh? That's it. I said I'd say that's smart. Yeah. And then um, we have Flying Brian Pillman Jr. on the show coming up twice. That's cool. Um, and we have um, uh, we just had JJ Dillon on last week. That was fun talking about Bruno San Martino. <laughs> Um, and then we, uh, we have, uh, Chief Wahoo McDaniel's wife coming up. We have Magnum TA. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, like that's, that's insane. So please check out Wrestling With The Future. And then the last thing I'll plug is, uh, we have Wrestling With The Future t-shirts. Uh, please click the link, buy them. They're 20 bucks and some of the money goes to, uh, Jeff's mom. And, and the family just to help out with some bills and stuff. So, um, you know, this is all for them. But um, we appreciate all of your support. And if there's nothing else, um, this has been a great WrestleMania this year. And uh, I can't wait to see what this year holds for wrestling uh, moving forward. So, Chris, great job, man. You know, you're my, you're my buddy. I'm, I'm still going to give you a hard time, though. Um, as I know you would, so. Oh, God, here we go. Oh, you know what? Oh, what? Oh, the connection's bad, Chris. <laughs> oh, man, Chris, that's, uh, you know, I, I hope you have to go to the chiropractor after lifting that thing. You know, it's it's tough, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody has to carry it. Somebody I, had to win it. And, you know, it, it was me. I appreciate you being the martyr. Thank you. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to do it. All right, man. Well, hey, thanks a lot, Chris. Uh, have a great night, and we will uh, check in with you soon, okay? All right, man. Take care. All right. That's the rest of the roundtable. <laughs>